0: Major support for Carolina Business Review is provided by Grant Thornton. Operating in more than 100 countries, our tax audit and advisory professionals specialize in helping companies unlock their growth potential. Colonial Life, providing benefits to employees to help them protect their family, their finances, and their futures. And Sunoco, a global manufacturer of consumer and industrial packaging products and provider of packaging services with more than 300 operations in 35 countries.
1: So if you are keeping score and many of us are, we are closing in on the official 10th year of this expanding economy. It's beginning to look like it will be the longest expansion in contemporary US history. That is no small thing. It certainly qualifies as a first world problem. I'm Chris William, welcome again to the most widely watched source of Carolina business, policy and public affairs. On this program, we take stock of what is going on around us in this region. Will South Carolina lawmakers make good on meaningful change in education in this short session? Is the Tar Heel States not fang friendly thing going on as they miss commitments from Google, Amazon and Apple? And what are those big issues? like transportation, affordable housing, and in general, long-term community growth. We will start our dialogue in just a moment.
0: Gratefully acknowledging support by Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Visit us at SouthCarolinaBlues.com. Bearings, a leading global asset management firm dedicated to meeting the evolving investment and capital needs of its clients. Learn more at bearings.com. On this edition of Carolina Business Review, Carl Blackstone from the Columbia Chamber of Commerce, Clem Seifert of Invest in NC, and special guest, Scott Levitan, president and CEO of the Research Triangle Foundation of North Carolina.
1: Welcome to our program. You know, it's crazy, but happy spring. I I don't know how that happened so quickly, but it did. Clem, thanks for driving in from Wilmington, Thank you. and thanks for coming up from Columbia. Absolutely, uh, Carl. Let's uh, you know. Let's start with this idea that South Carolina lawmakers, the State House Speaker Lucas, has made it a point to say that education was again, and I say again because uh, we've heard this uh, a couple times, education was going to be job one for th- in this short session. How would you handicap, and what does it look like if they make meaningful change in
2: education? It would be significant. The, the hope is that uh, the House. Uh, will pass this thing and then gets over to the Senate, then it's just jockeying, right, in a short period of time. They've got probably six weeks left to really push it over the line. There's a lot of momentum. Um, it's being watered down a little bit, but I, I do think they'll come up with something.
1: Um, watered down in what way, From without the, getting too specific? Yeah,
2: with the, with the original intent of, of really um, uh, putting in some measurements and some accountability measurements I think will be pushed back on and, and the real focus from the teacher's perspective is more money. And so I think they'll get some money. Our hope is that they put money where we need it most in STEM in rural communities mm-hmm. to, to really retain teachers. And so that's our biggest issue. The accountability is important as well, but I think at the end of the day, uh, they'll come out with a bill that will give teachers a little bit more money.
1: You know, a uh, uh, superintendent of education, Molly Spearman was on this program about a month ago and she, she was very guarded, she was very upbeat, but she yeah. was very guarded about what they may be able to get done with the governor being uh, uh, leaning into this, this the, the General Assembly, it seems like South Carolina is gonna get what it needs in education.
2: I think so, I mean, there's enough momentum to carry this thing over. and I th- I th- No one wants to be the one to, to halt the momentum. So I think, uh, and given the fact that this is the governor's first year as a first time elected official yeah. as a governor, I, I think, uh, and he's put his stamp on this one. So I think you'll see it pushed over the line.
1: In North Carolina, Clem, and I know, I, I know you're, you don't want to talk about policy and, and, and politics. Um, and I want to ask you this in this way, Fang, are Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Now, you know, that's an acronym. But North Carolina has not been so fang friendly. Google has kind of turned down, not kind of, turned down a commitment. Apple hasn't located here, and many thought that that was going to happen. And, and of course, Amazon did not choose North Carolina. In the space that you work in, this is technology. This is investment is this kind of thing derailing for what you're trying to get done when you hear those kind of headlines talked about
3: well i don't think so i I mean obviously those companies create huge impacts when they come into a, a state like north carolina and they they make huge impacts on uh on the people and job growth and all those kinds of things but in north carolina as it is across the country small businesses are still the backbone of our economy, right? And so the most important thing that North Carolina has done, it recently has passed the North Carolina Paces Act, which was passed in July of 2016 and rules put in place in April of 2017. And this act allows for intrastate crowdfunding. The Jobs Act, Title Three of the Jobs Act, allowed for states to build their own, uh, their own program around intrastate crowdfunding in North Carolina is one of about 35 states in the country that has done that, South Carolina as well. And so this new law uh, gives small businesses uh, who either wanna start a business or grow and expand their business access to capital which was previously inaccessible. So co- North Carolina companies can raise up to $2 million in exempt security as offerings, mm-hmm. as long as they follow the rules. And it represents a huge opportunity for issuers and potential investors to be a part of, of the sustained growth of small business in North Carolina. It,
1: and I don't want to ask this question with the idea that it's disrespectful. It's not meant to be this way. Right. Crowdfunding almost seemed like it you know, it, it shot up, got a lot of attention, and then almost turned into this novelty way of funding things. Correct. Is it, is it fair to say that, or is it maturing into a real vehicle that can lean into FinTech and insurtech and things
3: right. like that? Right, That's something that we hear a lot. Crowdfunding is really two different buckets. There's donation or pledge-based crowdfunding, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, uh, GoFundMe, right. and, and those, uh, those uh, platforms have done just what you said. Investment crowdfunding is a completely different Uh, a way of companies raising money. They actually issue securities, which are securities that are exempt from SEC registration. So it allows investors to invest in a company that they know, or they like, or they want to support, and it allows them to expect some kind of financial return and not just a t-shirt for that $100 contribution. Right, so it's a completely different uh, arena.
1: Does South Carolina have uh, something that's that's close to that?
2: We have it on the books, but it's not being utilized right. right now. Clem and I are talking, I think that's a great opportunity for us to really learn from what North Carolina's doing. Do you get the sense, and
1: let's talk about the Midlands for yeah. a second, because one of the things that we've talked about is the idea that Greenville has done so well in so many ways with BMW, Greenville Health is now called Prisma Health, of course the Low Country, and all of the growth and development out there, and the Midlands is struggling, and that's my term, yeah. Carl, uh, <laughs> struggling with a strategic way forward that makes Columbia, surrounding area, competitive with the other parts of the state. Is FinTech, is the InsureTech, is technology and innovation away? Is that being talked about?
2: No, but I'll tell you, I think that's a fair assessment of where Columbia is. What we have to do is really get a plan together, and that needs to be part of the conversation. Uh, We've tried the shotgun approach of economic development, which is going after anything and everything. It really doesn't work, we need to be specific about what uh, our our strengths and weaknesses are, utilizing uh, the university as as an attractive Mm -hmm. tool, Um, and we're starting to do that. Uh, Our downtown revitalization certainly helps. We've really focused on livability, which is important. If we wanna bring companies in, you gotta have a city where people wanna be, but we also need to really focus on our cost of doing business, and specifically, what types of businesses we want to attract. Mm -hmm.
1: Clem, uh, in about two minutes, this idea that, I don't know if you followed the SunTrust BB&T announcement. One of the biggest parts of that was uh, the idea that it was going to be around innovation, technology, and disruption. Both CEOs from both banks said that during the announcement of of this this merger announcement, it's going to be headquartered in Charlotte. Um, Give us a sense of what, are they saying that because it is part of the deal, or do you, do you feel like they really are going to lean into that part of what a new financial services company looks like?
3: Well, I think they probably will do that, but I don't know that it truly disrupts uh, uh, the way that we want it to disrupt, right? And so one of what the things about investment crowdfunding is it truly does disrupt the way that companies now uh, access capital. You know, the traditional forms of capital whether it be you know grants or whether it be uh, traditional banks or uh, alternative lenders or angels or vcs that process really hasn't tra- changed a lot over many 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 years investment crowdfunding changes that Uh, altogether so where all of these people may get their capital from the crowd this and they have gatekeepers right and so now investment crowdfunding allows companies to write their own terms on their own terms and then take their offering directly to the people for funding and so that's truly disruption disruption really occurs where process and technology and people overlap and investment crowdfunding allows that so I don't know that um, that Traditional banks that are investing this kind of money in fintech actually disrupts the process because they still will have their own standards for for lending, what their requirements are, and crowdfunding bypasses all of that. Yeah,
1: this will be interesting to watch. Thank you, thank you both. Uh, We're going to meet our guests. In just a moment. Before we do that, next week on the program, we're coming up on the program. Uh, Mike Reardon runs a company called Prisma Health. Prisma used to be known as Greenville Health System from the Upstate of South Carolina, and the merger with Palmetto Health in Columbia. Also coming up on our program, he is the newly minted chief executive officer of the largest Fortune 500 company in South Carolina. Rob Teed from Sunoco will be joining us as well. RTP or Research Triangle Park in North Carolina. Is one of the biggest if not the biggest research park in this country going on 50 years plus now it's going through a redevelopment rethinking a a rebranding uh where do they go now what happens over the next 50 years how important is their strategic value to this region so there are a lot of big questions joining us now research triangle foundation president scott levitan scott welcome to the program good morning thank you so, Scott, you know, it's hard to get the sense of what RTP has been to the region, what it's done, in a couple sentences of introduction. It's almost not fair. So, um, where are you right now with this whole idea of rebranding, growth, and
4: what it's going to be in the next 50 years? Well, thank you, and thanks for having me on the, on the show. Um, the, the park, it's a huge park. It's 7,000 acres, which represents about one-third the size of Manhattan. Um, It has had a phenomenal track record in the region, um, and it has really made the triangle, and really the state of North Carolina, um, it's had tremendous impact. But it has all, it has, it has, uh, its role has been actually to sell those 7,000 acres over the past almost 60 years. Well, we're all just about sold out of (laughs) land. And so um, part of the, reason the board asked me to join uh, as president and CEO was to help rethink uh, a process that had already been started about where are the exact question you asked, where does RTP want to be? Mm-hmm. And we have a couple of roles in the region. One, one of the misperceptions that I had before I came here was that this model of uh, isolated uh, sites protected by covenants behind a buffer of trees was a defunct model. But in fact, what What's very interesting and one of the things that I've learned since being here is those kind of sites, that commodity in real estate is really a diminishing commodity within a region that's suburbanizing and urbanizing. You mean
1: having that inventory of that type of? Having,
4: yes, exactly. And so um, we, we have to make sure that whatever we do going forward, right in the middle of the three tier one research universities, that we have some inventory of those kind of sites that remains in perpetuity. Because companies seek those out and we, you know, we are still selling land, the remaining land that we have to companies that want that kind of protected, isolated Mm -hmm. campus. And so that was a piece that I learned that, you know, I didn't understand when I uh, moved here from Baltimore. But there are also companies that are competing against, um, I'll say, the the Googles of the world, um, or the Amazons of the world, who have decided to locate themselves in urban environments. And the workforce that they're trying to attract really like the idea of being in an urban environment. And so Park Center, which is a development that we're working, we've been working on for a while, it has actually always existed since the beginning of the park. It's about a hundred acres. Um, Park Center is our response to the needs of our companies and our property owners to have that kind of mixed-use development right in the middle of RTP. Mm -hmm. That's underway. Um, We have a number of partners. The Foundation is paying for a whole uh, chunk of the infrastructure, but uh, uh, the Durham County Commissioners just two weeks ago um re- reiterated their grant for 20 million dollars to help support that infrastructure and it's so important that the companies in the park actually voted to self we have a, we're in a self-taxing district mm-hmm. they voted to to tax themselves over 10 years to raise 10 million dollars to contribute toward the infrastructure mm-hmm. so it really is a right. joint venture of stakeholders to you know bring park center together
1: yeah okay uh, go yeah. ahead go
2: you represent uh, not only uh, the three cities around uh, the middle part of the state, the Piedmont area, but you also are the Research Triangle Park of North Carolina. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about the, the, how you're trying to um, spread the wealth, if you will, to those counties or cities not within the, the, the Research Triangle Park?
4: Yeah, so um, we are very active in a group called Research Triangle Regional Partnership which represents the three counties, Research Triangle Park, and the seven, they call them the halo counties, mm. that surround the, the the three of the triangle. Um, it's not exclusive to those counties, it just happens to address those. And those counties are quite different. Um, the The seven counties around are experienced really tremendous economic challenges, um, challenges to keep the infrastructure going in those counties with With the tax base, they were mostly farming and manufacturing counties, and so they have a new executive director, Ryan Combs, who came along um, just about a little bit before I got here. Ryan has deep roots in North Carolina, and um, he has really reinvigorated RTRP. Um, We have a just an aside: uh, we have a an old IBM campus, uh, Mm -hmm. about half a million square feet. Um, That's in right in the middle of Park Center, and originally the concept was to tear that down, start and start with new construction right from there. Um, The the foundation about four years ago said, "Let's create some free co-working space at the at this old IBM campus, and let's see if folks would even if creative entrepreneurial people would actually even come to RTP to do business." So twenty thousand square feet, free co-working space it's been a phenomenal success. Mm. And because they're entrepreneurial, they looked at the vacant floors above and they said, can we leave some space in there? We're growing, we're emerging. And so the frontier has grown into a, a real amazing product uh, with a brand that's recognizable really around the state. Um, a couple of counties have actually approached us to see if there's an opportunity to expand that frontier idea into some of the more rural counties. Um, there's a, so so we're investigating the opportunity to be able to do that. Okay.
3: claim So following up on that, I'm yeah. from Vance County originally, which I, may be one of the halo counties. Yeah. Uh, and so I've seen RTP grow from I- its infancy. And the impact that it's had in the region has been incredible. Um, but even with some of those initiatives, like the frontier, which I've been to, and it's a great facility, it's mm-hmm. still located, you know, in the confines of that area. We've seen that there's still a tremendous divide, uh, especially as it relates to capital and small business uh, support, in in even the further rural counties of North Carolina. And most of the uh, most of the resources are in Charlotte, and RTP. How do how with your influence and the wonderful work that you've already done, how does that grow from just those seven halo counties to the other, you know, 90 plus counties in North Carolina that don't have access to what you're offering?
4: Well, you know, Jack Cecil is on our board uh, from Asheville and he Uh, would have asked the exact same question (laughs) if he was sitting in your seat. And and we're we're working on, we're trying to figure it out. You know, we, you are absolutely right one of we have three mission um, three three components of our mission one is to bring the universities together for joint research attract companies to work with those universities and finally to increase the net worth of um, north carolina families and that's why north carolina um, our, our foundation has a long name but it includes north carolina so i think we have Um, some more work to do with that. Um, We have some conversations going on. I'll say that when we were chasing one of the fangs um, last year, um, we were very excited by the fact that not only did they recognize the opportunity to create jobs and and place facilities within the Triangle region, but for data center support, there's a huge uh, electrical, Um, capacity left over really from the days of manufacturing when these manufacturing Mm plants needed huge electrical capacity. So the middle part of the state has a real um, advantage when it comes to locating data centers, um, high high value properties that do create some jobs. And so those kind of opportunities when we're uh, recruiting companies to come to the region where there's a reason to be in the triangle, but there's also a component of their activity which right. needs to be in a rural county is important. Um, I think you know the the strength that the region has, that the state has, and bo- actually the, both. When I say the region, I mean South Carolina right. and North Carolina have having agriculture. Um, North NC State um, has a huge opportunity to promote right. ag tech uh, as one of the premier areas of. Um, research and development within the states. And so we're look with Ryan Combs at RTRP, we're really looking to advance that, not only for regional growth, but direct foreign investment are very interested in our state um, as a ag tech center in the United States.
1: You know, and this Scott, this may mean be completely accurate, but it sure seems right now that North Carolina is not so FANG friendly when we talk about the Fangs. Uh, Google, Amazon, yeah. Apple have all Gave them kind of the Heisman and, and, and not interested in, after looking at North Carolina, have passed. Is, is that brand, it's not even fair to say brand, <laughs> but is that momentum right now, does that concern you?
4: Okay, so let's put it out, <laughs> <Okay>. all right? <laughs> it, we, are all, we, everybody, is always going to take the opportunity to compete when somebody announces, a site selector says, we're, you know, hunting for somebody. But to Clem's earlier point, We have the real growth comes from growing our own and the small companies that we need to we as a region should spend as much effort. And I think we are. And I think there's a huge recognition about this, but we need to spend equal effort to make sure that our the companies that are growing out, that are emerging from our universities that are partnering with our you know, major corps, that we as a region and as states are just as supportive and receptive and we put just as much mm-hmm. energy, money, money uh, support so. and focus on those startup companies. Because that's where job growth comes from. They are much more sticky than a company that comes in from outside and may in 15 years when their uh, incentive package dries up decide to go somewhere else. When they're homegrown, they want to be in North Carolina yeah. and South Carolina. Yeah, no, good point. Is We've got right? about four
1: minutes left.
2: Yeah. So g- looking forward, I mean, you've been around for almost 60 years. The next 20 years will probably be. Mean, as, he's been around for almost 60. So <laughs> well, I'm, gonna, I'm a little sorry, bit more than 60. RTP, <laughs> sorry. Uh, as you're looking at the next industry, I mean, IBM's in the 80s that came to RTP, yeah. what's the next uh, market that you're looking for?
4: So I think, you know, the ag tech market is really a focus for us. Um, We have to remember that the companies that are in RTP are themselves transforming themselves. IBM was a manufacturing, I mean, they were a tech, they were an innovation company, but they also manufactured computers on our site. And so, but that um, was the first flag to be planted in RTP was IBM, wasn't it? It was the first commercial flag. Actually, the EPA and, and National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences wow. also came sort of at the same time, um, and so um, we're thrilled that they're still here. Um, they IBM actually moved here because Flor- Florida increased its uh, corporate tax, and they moved out of Boca Raton to the Triangle. So uh, just yeah. a bit of history yeah. that is really interesting, but, uh, you know, I think, um, MetLife, Cisco, NetApp—it's a real broad range of companies that are in, that are interested in our states. I think the general focus is te- is technology, and even I was at I was at a, a lunch, uh, you know, earlier in the week with um, the folks from John Deere, and they're a technology company. Don't they don't make money on their equipment, they make money on the technology that goes into it. You're, you, we've got a minute left Clem so I'm gonna to have to wrap it up okay. quickly.
1: You've, you're competing with your own success. I mean RTP launched Durham, Raleigh, Chapel Hill and now the success of those areas, you're competing with those areas. We have less than a minute. How do you compete, still
4: be friendly okay. and still collaborate? So forget about competition because I don't have any more land to sell. <laughs> so we, when we go to pitch our region we pitch the region. We're agnostic as to where people land. We just want to explain people the advantage of being in North Carolina and, and, the, and this region.
1: Yeah. Okay. That'll be the last word. Scott, thank you. Thank you. Come back when you got more to talk about because you seem like you still got plenty back there. But, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Good thanks to have you in North much. Carolina. Uh, Clem, thanks for making the thank trip from Wilmington. That is no small task, and I'm <laughs> well, glad you, you found that, that bypass you. around Charlotte. Uh, always nice to thank have you. Great. Thanks, Thank all. you. Uh, thank you for watching our program. If you have any questions or comments, please. CarolinaBusinessReview.org. It's not so small, but it's, it's worth it when you get to it. Uh, make your comments. Thank you for watching. Until next week, I'm Chris William. hope your spring starts off and your weekend is good. Good night.
0: Major funding for Carolina Business Review was provided by Barings, Grant Thornton, Colonial Life, Sunoco, Blue Cross Blue Shield of South Carolina, and by viewers like you. Thank you. Promotional consideration provided by Business North Carolina Magazine. For more information, visit carolinabusinessreview.org.